This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is the Primal Podcast. At Primal, hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way of life. And whether you're an expert or just getting started, Primal can help make you a better hunter. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome once again to another edition of the Primal Tree Stands Podcast. You know Primal Tree Stands. This company that is so involved in the hunting industry, they make great products, they make great ground blinds, great tree stands, great accessories, and they have a tendency to partner up with really top quality, top notch people in the hunting industry. And this time around, a real treat for me to talk with Drake Lamb. You know Drake, he's from Hunt Club TV. He's from, what is it, Spring Thunder, uh, Realtree Spring Thunder. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on social media. And I think probably his favorite place to find him is in the woods. Drake, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Glad to have, glad you guys had me today. How's it going? It's going real well. Here in, uh, here in my home state of Michigan, now this is the uh, July uh, Primal Podcast, the weather's been kind of up and down, but I'll tell you what, Drake, on these really hot summertime days, it gets me thinking about the fall and the hunting season. Oh, man, you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. I can sit in the A.C. and pretend I'm in the tree stand and have it cranked <laughs> down to about 60 degrees and watch a little hunting on TV and call it good. But, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. <laughs> Drake, tell me about you, Drake. What, what, how did you get to where you are in the hunting world these days? Uh, so basically, I went. I started out in high school um, working for a county conservation board in the summer, and I was kind of kind of take that path. Um, 
after college. I went to Iowa State for animal ecology and graduated there. And that was kind of my plan was to work for the DNR um, somewhere along the lines of wildlife biology. Um, I just I kind of love animals and how they interact and stuff. So that was right up my alley. And then I started watching Midwest Whitetail. Um, oh, man, probably back in 2008, right around when Bill uh, got things going. And he, he pulled off uh, TV and went, went totally digital. So that's where I picked it up because I didn't have Outdoor Channel in college, you know. And me and my buddy started watching that every day at lunch between classes and this and that. And so um, – I, I kind of got a hold of some of those guys. Aaron Warbritton and Zach Zach Farrenbaugh were still there at the time, and um, I, I just I'd constantly been been on on uh, Warb's butt about man, I want I want to be an intern. I want to learn how to run camera. I want to you know I want to do that. Basically, I'd never really had any camera experience, you know, in college, or I didn't go to school for running camera or anything. And I just kind of wanted to have a job where I could be outside and you know maybe maybe even hunt every day. So. Um, that's kind of what it turned into. I got the internship. Um, Zach called me in January and started. I started going down to Albia where Bill, where Bill's at, and started uh, filming a couple blogs and just some scouting stuff. And then it turned into filming a couple turkey hunts. And then um, later on that summer, I got picked to be one of the Midwest Whitetail interns. And then uh, those guys decided, you know, to kind of part off and go to the hunting public. And I stayed with Bill, filmed Bill for I think three years and. Stayed with Midwest Whitetail for about five years and then uh, kind of went my own way last summer. And, uh, you know, along with that Midwest Whitetail stuff in the spring, I I was kind of the turkey guy out of all of our all of our deer hunting guys, I guess you would say. And so um, they put me on the Spring Thunder Project, which um, before Realtree bought it, Midwest Whitetail owned. So um, that's kind of how me and Philip got connected. And that's basically where I'm at now is, we, I think this is year five for Spring Thunder that we just completed here um, in June. And then uh, Philip, uh, he decided to branch off from Realtree and, you know, create Hunt Club. So me and Philip hit it off. I mean, he's like a big brother to me anymore now. I mean, like I said, we've been together for five years. I filmed him up in Iowa in 2018 and just kind of hit it off from there. And so basically <laughs> I'm here now with, with Hunt Club and I, I do a little freelance and stuff and in the fall and just kind of make my own schedule so it works out but yeah definitely not the career path that i thought i would, <laughs> would end up at, however but. however you did say you wanted to be outside and maybe do a little hunting i think you were very successful at that drake yeah I, I, somehow i pulled that off i guess whether it you know whether it's me hunting or me filming i you know it's, it doesn't really doesn't really matter for me you know as long as i'm out there in the woods every day i'm happy so now, a hunt, hunt Club is uh, online only. What about Realtree Spring Thunder? Is that online as well only? Yeah, yep, yep. Spring Thunder is uh, is on YouTube, and then the Realtree 365 app along with Hunt Club. So, um, yeah, we don't, we <laughs> we kind of been trying to do a few Hunt Club episodes, you know, during the spring, but we're so busy with Spring Thunder all the time. I mean, it's a it's a nonstop grind from about the I go down to. Georgia about the 28th of February and then come back to Iowa about the first or second week of June. So it's a, it's definitely a grind, (laughs) man. People don't realize what goes in behind the scenes, do they? No, I mean, that's, I I probably get that more than anything, you know, man, it must be nice to hunt every day and, you know, hang out with these people and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, like, 
you're totally right. It's it. I love it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But, but you know, a lot of people don't see behind the scenes stuff. I mean, we're turkey hunting every single day, so it's you know, get up at three thirty, hunt till noon, sleep for an hour, hunt in the afternoon, and then sometime in between that, edit videos, and do that for you know almost four months straight. It'll it'll wear a guy out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know my uh, my my background. I, I, I'm, I'm an old outdoor video guy, right? But my, mm-hmm. I'm old enough, my background is my show used to air on broadcast stations, and then it was on Outdoor Channel, and then on Sportsman Channel. But i got to mm-hmm. be honest, when I look at the world today, I think online is the way to go. You don't have the expense. You can reach people. Um, that's the smart move, isn't it, Drake? Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, I I like to call Winky kind of the creator of the whole YouTube hunting industry just because he was the first one to kind of pull off of Outdoor Channel and say, screw it, I'm going all digital. So, he, you know, he had he had it on his website, and then he had YouTube, and then, you know, all these other My Outdoor TV and uh, Mossy Oak Go, Realtree 365. You know, there's all these platforms where you can, you know, you can distribute your, your videos and uh, I mean, he was way ahead of the curve of everybody, you know, back in 2008, 2009, when he pulled off our outdoor channel. And, uh, you know, now <laughs> you look at YouTube and, I mean, everybody and their brothers got their got their channel and, you know, they're throwing their videos up there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would say digital is totally the way yeah. to go to reach people. I mean, at least for this younger kind of demographic of, of age people, for sure, because a lot of people my age, you know, I'm 30 or whatever, and younger they don't they don't sit down and watch outdoor channel you know i mean or they don't pay it for it so it's like you know i'll just turn on my tv or my laptop or my phone and hook up youtube or whatever and you can find about anything you want on there so well and, and i think it's great because between youtube which is basically free podcasting which is hot as can be right now and basically free mm-hmm. you know when i started out it costs so much to be on air and to buy equipment and to buy gear yep. and to get distribution. These days, a young guy or woman can come into the industry if they've got a passion and a work ethic. The mm-hmm. gear is inexpensive, and, it, and, and, and if they can put together a good program, a good product, the distribution options are almost limitless these days. Oh, exactly. And if you have, you know, like you have, you get, find you good sponsors and people that believe in you and will push your push your videos and you push your products it only, it only helps you out but yeah i mean if you, if you can run a camera and know how to edit and there's there's tons of tons of options for people out there for sure i mean i, I was lucky enough to come in through the internship program through midwest whitetail which is a heck of a program yeah um you know but but shoot i know tons of buddies now that basically just started from you know no experience in the hunting industry not really knowing anybody and just picked up a camera and learned how to edit and you know, now they're, they're, you know, traveling around freelance. And so, yeah, it's all about that work, work ethic in this industry, I would say, and all about making connections and who you know. This is the Primal Podcast. If you want to learn more about Primal, the company, check out the website, primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. This time around, we're talking with Drake Lamb. You know Drake of Hunt Club TV. You can find those guys on YouTube. Also, uh, Real Tree Spring Thunder. Find them on YouTube as well. And if you want to follow uh, Drake on uh, Instagram, he he is dlam32 on Instagram, dlam32. Uh, Drake, let's talk a little bit more about this whole process of producing hunting videos. When 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 Michael first came out with Real Tree Road Trips years and years ago, it was so different than everything that was out there. 
Is there anything new that can be done, or is at this point, are we just rehashing and rethinking the current way of doing things? I think, <laughs> man, to, to be honest, I don't think anything will ever top the old school road trips. I mean, that was like the first kind of digital feely series that wasn't highly TV produced. I mean, it kind of was, but, you know, had that down-home feel and not, you know, flashy you know, slow-mo shots and this and that, you know, you felt like, man, like, I want to go home with those guys. And so, you know, that's like our biggest thing with producing these videos is, you know, it doesn't really need to be flashy. Like, yeah, some people like that stuff, but man, it's all about being, being yourself and being relatable to people. I mean, no one wants to watch a guy. I mean, I, I better not go down that road, but. Uh, <laughs> I know I have to be careful like, sometimes myself. Just being relatable and just being yourself. I mean, that's, I would say that's the biggest thing. And that's what me and Philip try to do, you know, because Philip, Philip was the producer of Road Trips. Yeah. So, you know, he came from the Road Trips background, and me coming from Midwest White Tail is a totally, totally different style of editing and style of filming. So, you know, he's kind of warped me a little bit, and I feel like I've warped him a little bit, and to where it's, we're, we're a well oiled machine now, I feel, I feel like, but. Yeah, I don't know that anything can really top those old-school road trips episodes, you know. <laughs> so what is, the, what is the key these days? What is a, a young videographer, a young video person who wants to get into the hunting industry, what advice would you tell them? I would tell them learn how to edit because everybody and their brother can run a camera, but there's, there's few and far between guys who can, who can actually edit a good video, um, you know, and I learned, I learned from Zach and Aaron from the hunting public. They taught me how to edit. And, you know, I've taught the interns that I've had through the past five years how to edit and stuff. And, it, I mean, it's a, it's a grueling process, but YouTube's a huge help on that. I mean, YouTube University, I mean, it's got every anything and everything you'd ever have a question on, you know. I mean, there's still stuff today that I look up and I'm like, man, like, there's got to be a shortcut to do that. And it's just like one key, you know, just type it in on YouTube and you can find it. And, boom, that makes things go two minutes faster. You know, but editing is a long process. But I would say if you can, if you know how to edit videos, there's all, there's way more people looking for people to edit videos than than camera guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You've brought up the hunting public. You, you've brought up the hunting public guys a couple of times. Boy, what they're doing is is pretty special too, isn't it? Oh yeah, they they definitely hit the nail on the head with what they're doing. Um, <laughs> back back when I was with Midwest Whitetail, you know, they were kind of deciding to you know to kind of go down their path and i was going to go down mine i was right out of college and you know i was like man i gotta make some money i can't be sleeping on the couch with three other dudes in a two-bedroom <laughs> house but man they, yeah there's some of the best dudes in the industry for sure hands down and they, like i said i learned everything from the basics from zach and aaron so and they're they're killing it so i'm i'm super happy for those dudes this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You, when I hear you talk about this hunting industry, this outdoor industry and the video side of it, the video side of the business. Uh, you, you, I mean, you're right in there with these guys. You're rubbing shoulders with the biggest names in the industry. You've known the biggest names in the industry. You've worked with these people. What is that like? It's pretty cool, man. Like it, it's hard, you know, cause I, I, 
I grew up like every other kid, you know, I didn't really deer hunt when I was a kid, but got into it when I was 12, 13, 14, you know, started watching monster bucks and, uh, you know, you'd buy all the DVDs and stuff. And then now, you know, it's like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm filmed David and Bill and Philip and Tyler and, and Michael. And it's just, it, it's kind of, sometimes I need to put it back into perspective and not take it for granted as much. Um, you know, just being like, man, it's good. You know, it's, super great to, to be up here and film, to film these guys and stuff. But, you know, all these guys are just regular dudes too. You know, they're all super good dudes and just exactly what you would think they are. You know, it's, just, it's no different than who they are on TV. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? But yeah, I do, you know, having a chance to, uh, you know, to meet and talk with some of these people myself, I, I do know what you mean. I'm curious though, why, if you did not grow up in a hunting family, Drake, what was it at age 12 or 13 that caused you to, to start hunting? To be honest, I had a buddy that I started becoming best friends with probably right around that age, 14, 15. I think I shot my first deer when I was 16 with a bow or with a gun. No, it was youth season. So Yeah, right around that time. But anyway, I had a buddy, and he was he was into hunting, into turkey hunting, into deer hunting. And we went out and sat in the blind and, you know, four or five times, didn't kill anything. And I was like, man, this, this kind of sucks, you know. And <laughs> then, you know, we started seeing stuff and kind of figuring out a little bit more, a little bit more, killed a few small little bucks. And just, I don't know, that's where, that's basically where my passion for whitetail hunting came from. Is just a little hay field behind the farmer's house that we had permission on and killed a couple of does off of. And it was just, ever since then, it's been whitetails. 365 every day of the year, almost 24 hours a day for me. <laughs> so where does where do where do uh, turkeys fit into this? You sound like a whitetail fanatic. Yet I know you're also an avid uh, turkey hunter. Yeah, I'm I'm about as crazy about turkeys too. But it, it's tough for me because I I got to go down to Georgia and meet Philip the end of February, which is prime shed season, and it, it just it tears me up that I can't shed hunt those first couple weeks of March, but. So I try to get in all my shed hunting in before I leave for turkey hunting. But turkey hunting is a strong second for sure. I mean, to go for four months, I mean, every day, all day, you got to have a passion for it. Otherwise, you just burn yourself out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that, I don't think me, me and Philip could do it. Again, this is the Primal Tree Stands podcast. Uh, if you want to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, Primal Ground Blinds, including the Wraith uh, 270 see-through ground blind that I love so much, Go to the website, primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. We're talking with Drake Lamb. Uh, you know Drake from Hunt Club TV, from Realtree Spring Thunder. You can find him on Instagram at dlam 32 uh, A lot more things I want to talk to Drake about, but first let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. Do you want to save money on great hunting gear? Head to the Primal Tree Stands website and use my promo code AVERY. You know I love that Primal Wraith 270 see-through ground blind, and their new Breeze blind is a great option too. For tree stand hunters, check out the Snap Sticks, Rip Rails, or Grip Stick Climbing Sticks. And to make your time in the stand as safe as possible, take a look at the Descender. That slowly lowers you to the ground in case of a fall. All of these products and more are available on Primal Tree Stands. 
AvryAvery.com. Just use the promo code Avery at checkout and get a great discount, including my favorite, the Wraith See-Through Blind for less than $200. That's right, one of the most popular see-through ground blinds on the market at a price you can't beat anywhere. Again, go to PrimalTreeStands.com and use the promo code Avery to get big discounts on everything on the website, including that Wraith ground blind for less than $200. Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. My name is Mike Avery, this time around talking with Drake Lamb of a Hunt Club TV, Realtree Spring Thunder. You can find him on Instagram as well, dlamb32. Drake, of all the hunts that you've been on, of all the hunts that you've captured on video, any of them stand out to you? Oh, man. Ooh, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. Turkey or deer? Doesn't Ooh. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I've been on a couple hunts where we had a deer that was probably pushing close to probably 280 inches wild that we found we, we were driving around ho, 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 ho. i think <laughs> i i think i must have heard you wrong would you say that uh, again you, please yeah you heard it you heard it right <laughs> it was a yeah, i think it was i remember it to the day it was october 16 2018 i believe and we i was with my boss at the time and uh we were driving around it was kind of raining and i was like man let's just drive around. It's not hunt. Like it's not worth it. You know, it's October 18th, kind of that, you know, pre-rut, you know, starting to get kicked off, kind of that wool, you know, a little bit. And uh, so I was like, man, let's just drive around. Let's go down by the river, by that piece that we had permission on. And we drove by it, didn't see anything. And, you know, it's sunset or whatever. And we drive past this little hay field. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And we looked and we thought, I mean, the biggest deer that I'll ever see in my entire life had to have been 280 inches all Anyway, we, we get permission. My uh, my boss's daughter goes to school, and the the lunch lady happened to own this little 40-acre piece. <laughs> and so we got permission on it through the principal that my boss knew and this and that. And so we started going in there and put, put our first trail camera out. And we got pictures of him like two nights later. And we, I mean, we were, it was a cell cam. We got that, that picture overnight, and we were in the shop. And, man, we giggled like little schoolgirls for for hours i mean so anyway we saw that deer on the road he ran back in that plot we got permission got trail cam pictures blah 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 hunted it four or five times never saw him and then philip comes to town he's got an iowa tag and so i'm i'm supposed to go film him well that night another one of my buddies josh goes and films and they hit the deer they hit the deer way back whatever don't find him don't hurt him anything so i come back after me and philip kill his Iowa deer that same exact night. Then we come back in and that, and then hunt that deer probably three or four more times, see him a couple more times. And then he just disappears. And that, I mean, that was probably outside of everything that I've ever hunted, like the most nervous that I've ever felt or the most like unreal hunt that I've ever like been on. I mean, I've been on some banging Turkey hunts and some big deer and film some elk hunts and stuff, but chasing the deer of that caliber um it it was almost it was like unreal when you were walking in there and i mean you were trying not to break any sticks or anything because that deer was so caught up on that little 15 acres of just junk cars and just little stuff i mean he, he lived there forever but come to full circle so that deer they were seeing him the next year he survived whatever 
and then they were seeing him uh, in the summer, and then they stopped seeing him in September. So, you know, they thought, man, EHD, whatever. And so the kids across the road found him, found him dead in the CRP, and that deer ended up scoring 256. And so looking at the footage, you know, he that deer had lost 15, 16, 17 points on, on his bases. It all, you know, added up to who knows what. But, I mean, altogether that deer had to be, we think, no less than 25 to 30 inches wow. smaller when they found them. So that deer had to have been 275, 280. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, obviously we didn't kill the deer. You know, the deer died, whatever. But, that, I mean, I've been on crazy super hunts, you know, elk hunts, mule deer hunts, antelope hunts, turkey hunts, big deer hunts, and nothing really tops that. And I think the reason why is because we didn't kill him. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those shoulda, coulda, woulda deals. But So so you know, what just, did it die from? We think it was EHD for oh, sure. Okay. I mean, it, what a shame. Oh, man. I mean, to hunt a deer like that, I mean, that's a deer of like 10, I mean, 20 guys live lifetimes you know what i mean i mean just to be able to see a deer like that get pictures of him and film him and just know he's living there like it's just it's a different feeling hunting a deer of that stature rather than you know going hunting your even a 180 is a huge deer but i mean a a deer like that 100 inches bigger than a 180 is just as free range i mean the whole county knew about him once they found him and the whole county had pictures of him not the whole county but you know kind of in that area of from like years and years, so they figured that deer was like nine years old. I can't even imagine. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to picture. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big buck guy. I haven't killed big bucks like you have, but a 180 and put a hundred more inches on it. I can't even imagine it, Drake. Oh man, I mean it, the frame. I mean that deer had to have been thirty. I mean close to thirty inches wide. It was. It was absolutely insane. I mean, we were driving in there on the tractor, hanging stands, letting the tractor run because we knew he was bedded right there. Like, I mean, it was, it was, we literally did every single thing that we could to, to not bump him out of there. Like every time we'd go in there to check a camera or do something, we'd take the tractor and just let it run and we'd be right there and drive right out. Like, I mean, it was, it was pins and needles. We were, we were having his wife drop us off. So we didn't have a truck on the road. I mean, it was, it was something, but it was, like I said, we didn't kill the deer, but that's probably the number one hunt for me to be to be a part of a deer, you know, that caliber. Is just so, ha- so has anybody ever seen the offspring of this buck? Did he throw some big bucks out there? I mean, there's got to be. I mean, we, we haven't hunted that place since that deer, since that deer died, but, um, I mean, I, I would assume so. It's, it's, a, it's a good area in southern Iowa, you know what I mean? I mean... I think that county's known for the most, you know, non-typicals or biggest non-typicals or whatever out of the whole state of Iowa. So it's kind of a, kind of a good little area. Mm. Man, it was it was unreal to <laughs> walking in there. It just felt like it was like unreal. Like it was just, I, I can't explain the feeling. No, I can't even <laughs> imagine. You know, so so obviously, if you get a buck of that quality, that caliber on video, that's going to make for an interesting story. But mm-hmm. beyond that, what is the key to a good hunting piece? Does it have to be killing a big buck, or is it something more? No. Like, as far as the property or the video? Uh, the video. Oh, man, I, I would say you don't need to kill in anything. As long as you've got a good story and you have all the pieces, you know, the encounters, the 
hanging the tree stands, getting permission from the lady, you know what I mean? Like walking into the high high school and talking to the lunch lady and, and you know, things like that that like build the story. You know, the kill is just icing on the cake, essentially. Like, I mean, it's always good to have the kill and kill the deer you want to kill. But, man, if you got a good story with a deer and you have encounters and footage and, you know what I mean, every single little piece of that. And that's that's what uh, Midwest Whitetail did such a good job of is, is the storytelling stuff. And that's one thing that I picked up from, from Bill Winky, like working with him for the, you know, the last five years was, was the storytelling stuff, you know I mean? Bill's a dry guy and super good guy, but he, you know, his stuff is dry, but he's got a way of telling a story of, you know, we found this deer, of finding the deer and, you know, just the encounters and the history from the last year. And I mean, if you, if you have all those pieces, I feel like it makes for a way better video than just throwing up a video of you in a tree stand killing a 200. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It's just, and for us video guys, it's easier for us to, to visualize that than, you know, maybe a regular guy who doesn't video. But and, and that's a lot of pieces to put together, you know what I mean? Like every single time you go out and hunt, it's like, man, you got to film this, 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 and this every single time. And you may hunt that deer for 45 days in a row, and you got to film the same thing every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it gets old, but, like, if you don't film it, then you don't have all those pieces that, that come together, you know? And so... Josh Sparks, he's one of my one of my good buddies, and I worked with him at Midwest Whitetail, and he produced Chase in November, and that was his kind of his thing, you know. He he produced all these stories, you know, that we shared throughout the throughout the fall, but he wrapped the whole entire story, you know, into a into a bigger story. And so, you know, working with him side by side, that that helped me as far as like becoming a better videographer on what shots you need to get, you know, that tell the story better than just you know a pan and a guys shooting a deer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Drake, listen, before we let you go, since this is the Primal Podcast, I've got to ask you about this relationship with Primal Tree Stands. How does this all work? How would you start working with these guys? So basically, I think Philip knows Bob very, very well, and um, he kind of kicked it off with Bob, I guess, and basically me being with Philip and on Hunt Club, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And right now we're, we've we've got the Primals all loaded up, in the barn they're they're about to be going out here in the next month or so we'd like to have all of our stuff up before you know the the later part of august just so we're not in there when those bucks switch off of their summer ranges and come back into their fall ranges but yeah they'll be we'll be busy putting up tree stands here for about the next month or so <laughs> here in the and that's and, that, and that's part of the process that's part of the story isn't it oh i love it man i I mean, you gotta love hanging a tree stand in hundred degree weather, don't you? <laughs> Me, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I can go that far. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, we just, we, uh, we'll, we'll be busy. We've been, we've got a couple deer that we'll be after here this year from last year that I almost killed, and got a better property where all these deer are. Got more permission, so we've got a lot of stands that get hung, and just like to have all the pieces in place before before opening day on October one. So. Well, Drake, I can tell you, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on how things go. We'll be watching Hunt Club on YouTube, also Real Tree Spring Thunder, and if people want to follow you on Instagram, dlam32. And I appreciate yes, you joining us on this edition of the Primal Podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, the pleasure's been mine. Again, this is the Primal Podcast. If you want to learn more about Primal Tree Stands, their ground blinds, their accessories, check out the website primaltreestands.com. That's primaltreestands.com. My name is Mike Avery. 
And I will talk with you next time right here on the Primal Podcast. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.